Welcome and thank you so much for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on May 3rd, 2023. Well, the last time I recorded this podcast, I was sitting at Edisto Beach looking at the ocean. And no, I'm not still there, but it is a glorious day today, and it is a day that the Lord has made. Let us thank Him for it and rejoice in it. All right, so before I get started on the uh, study and reflection, I'd like to give you an update on my friend, Joe Wright. If you remember, I met him in Brevard, North Carolina on October 23rd of 2021. I met him behind an Ingalls grocery store in Brevard, North Carolina. Joe and I have stayed in touch since then, but right around the first part of this year, I reached out to him several times and never heard back from him, so I began to worry about him. Well, good news. That worry was wiped away this morning when I received a phone call from Joe. He let me know his phone had been hacked or lost, I wasn't real sure, and that's why I had not been able to get in touch with him. He had been living with his sister in Virginia Beach, but recently moved back to North Carolina and is now employed as the manager of the deli in an Ingalls store near where he lives. Isn't that great? It was so good to hear from him, and I wanted to share this good news with all of you. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Most merciful and gracious God, we thank you for your holy word, where your nature is revealed through your Son, Christ Jesus. Through your Holy Spirit, help us to become more Christ-like in our thoughts, words, and deeds, so that we may share the fruits of the Spirit through our love of one another. We lift up this prayer in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. In Paul's letter to the Galatians, he points out that there's a constant battle between the flesh and the spirit. In contexts like this, the Greek word for flesh is sarx, and that's S-A-R-X. And sarx refers to the sinful state of human beings, often presented as a power in opposition to the spirit. By the way, Paul used the word flesh or sarx six times in our reading we're going to hear from today in the book of Galatians. So let's get started. The reading comes from Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 26. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. 
The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not be conceited, provoking and envying each other. Now I'd like to share a brief writing with you that I came across in a daily devotional book, and it's titled Day by Day. It was written by Andrew Murray. Andrew lived from 1828 to 1917, to give you a little context of time there. And I quote, Have you ever noticed the difference in the Christian life between work and fruit? A machine can do work, only life can bear fruit. A law can compel work, only life can spontaneously bring forth fruit. Work implies effort and labor. The essential idea of fruit is that it is the silent, natural, restful produce of our inner life. The connection between work and fruit is perhaps best seen in the expression, fruitful in every good work, Colossians 1.10. It is only good when works come as the fruit of the indwelling spirit that they are acceptable to God. Under the compulsion of law and conscience, or the influence of inclination and zeal, men may be most diligent in good works, and yet find that they have but little spiritual result. Their works are man's efforts. Instead of being the fruit of the Spirit, the restful, natural outcome of the Spirit's operation within us." End quote. You might ask, how and where can we see the fruit of the Spirit in our everyday lives? The answer to that could possibly be endless, really. I'd like to key in on several of the positive aspects of the fruit of the Spirit, specifically in verse 22, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Now, kindness is defined as the quality of being warm-hearted, considerate, humane, gentle, and sympathetic. Definition of goodness is the quality of moral excellence, especially as a quality that is not stagnant, but actively working itself out. And finally, faithfulness, strong confidence in and reliance upon someone or something, often with the object of trust understood, or to put it into a theological context, trust in Jesus as contained in the content of the gospel. Now I want to know, I wonder, have you ever asked anyone if they, if, if they could pray for you? 
or ask someone to pray for you? Well, I had the opposite happen to me. The first time someone asked me if they could pray for me, I was really kind of blown away and humbled. And so this reminds me of a story about prayer. I think it was about three years ago that one of our beautiful nieces shared with me a faith formation practice regarding prayer. Her church in North Charleston was doing a series on prayer. Now this is going to be a paraphrase, but the person leading the group asked for a show of hands for anyone that had difficulty praying, and my niece said just about every hand in the room went up. This group was meeting right around Christmas time, so the group leader asked for another show of hands of everyone that had received Christmas cards that season. Again, just about every hand in the room went up. So it was suggested to them that they pray through their Christmas cards each week. They pray for the person or the family that they received the card from every day for a week. I thought that was a wonderful practice, so I started doing that about three years ago. I am reminded of Paul's letter to the Romans, specifically chapter 8, verses 22 through 27, where Paul states, We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Now I want to share an interesting statistic with you. Paul used the word Spirit, and yes, that's Spirit with a capital S, 156 times in 129 verses. The importance and power of the Holy Spirit should never be taken for granted or underestimated. The Christmas card ministry, I'll call it, has shown me the power of the Holy Spirit, and I want to share with you some of the responses that I've received. I have seen kindness, goodness, and faithfulness in these responses. It really can be summed up in four words, fruit of the Spirit. Each Monday morning, I have a stack of my Christmas cards in random order, and I pick one off the top every Monday morning, and then I send a text out to the individual or family. And my greeting goes like this, good morning. I am praying through my Christmas cards this year. I have them in a random stack next to the chair where I do my devotional in the morning. Your family is next, so I will pray for you and your family every day this upcoming week. Please let me know if there's anything specific you would like for me to pray for. 
So now I'd like to share with you some of the responses I've received so far this year, and I'm not using any names so the folks that have responded will remain confidential. I have certainly seen the Holy Spirit working in and through this Christmas card ministry. I take no credit for it. I give credit to my niece and her group leader. It has given me new meaning to the term, the power of prayer, and opened my eyes even wider to the power of the Holy Spirit and the fruit that we bear due to his indwelling in us. Here's some of the responses. Thank you so much for this. You can pray for us for having another baby, something we have struggled with for several years now, and it may just not be what God has planned for us but we are still praying. Thank you. And we would love for you to pray for our son and his spiritual journey and his preparation for college and the selection process. Praying he ends up where God needs him to be. We still have a whole year. We would love prayers from my husband and I to continue strengthening our marriage and relationship as we start preparing in the next year or so to be empty nesters. And finally, we've been looking for property for over a year. Please pray that God will lead us to a place he wants us to have. Thank you so much. And another response. So, I have been mulling over what to tell you as I have several things weighing me down. Then I realize the common thread is that I cannot change these situations. I need help in letting go and letting God handle it. I can pray for others, but my worrying does nothing but cause me stress. Thank you for your prayers and for this ministry. In the next response, Arthur, that is awesome. What a wonderful idea and amazing gesture for your friends and family. Thank you. So much going on around here. We will take all the prayers. I think focus, clarity, and peace. Focusing on God and our faith. Clarity for our path as we prepare and continue to transition in this chapter. Getting ready for high school, one child, another child going to middle school. And the peace in knowing that God has got us through it all. Another short response, but impactful. You just made my week. I had to work this morning. Are you available to chat? And after that, my friend called me and we had a wonderful chat about things she would like for me to pray for. Next response. What a wonderful idea. Thank you. Patience in God's plan. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him has been repeated lately. So, Thank you for allowing me to share some of those responses with you. You know, the spiritual life and growth of believers is likened to a fruit-bearing tree. As the fruit is evidence of the health and vigor of the tree, so the believer's life, attitudes, and behavior should reflect the presence of the Holy Spirit. But, because we're human and broken sinners, we cannot totally override the presence of the Holy Spirit but we can place it in the back of the room or the back seat, so to speak. I can almost hear God speaking sometimes and saying, 
I gave you humans free will, and look what you've done with it. It certainly does take practice. It's not easy. However, the more we give up and surrender our wants and worship of earthly things, or as Paul says, the flesh, the more we will become Christ-like in our behavior and live into bearing God's image as he intended for us to do. I would encourage you to ask your family, friends, and anyone else you would feel comfortable reaching out to how you can pray for them. I promise you it will be rewarding, not only for them, but for you as well. Now, with that said, if you have any specific prayers you would like for me to pray for, please feel free to reach out to me, and I would be honored to pray for you. Let us pray a prayer from one of my resources. Holy Spirit, we praise and thank you for the love lavished upon us. Holy Spirit, we seek and so earnestly crave to be in your presence, to feel the inner work of you in our own hearts and minds. You so graciously give comfort, truth, and love. Holy Spirit, we welcome you this very day in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.